Hello and welcome to the Simply Mental Podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Huntsville, Alabama. We're the only podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier life emotionally and mentally. I am your host, Chris DePew, and I sure am glad that you joined us today. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 11 of the Simply Mental Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us this week. I hope everything is going fantastic this holiday season. Whatever holiday you're celebrating, or if you are celebrating a holiday, I hope that everything is going really well. So I want to kind of briefly mention a couple of, like, some notes for the next couple of weeks. I'm taking a break uh, for Christmas. I will be um, not. I will not have a podcast that posts um, next week or the week after. Um, at this point, there may be a podcast that releases the week after, but at this point, I think I'm going to schedule it for uh, two weeks from when this podcast airs. So that'll be two weeks without a podcast. Uh, I apologize for for any delay, but I kind of wanted to take a break myself, and so I, as far as the ones I've kind of got lined up, it just works out better if I take a break. Okay. I hope that that's okay with you. If it's not, let me know. Um, But I am going to take some time and spend some time with family. um, And I'm going to try to do to to rest up for the new year. There's a lot to think about for 2018. There's a lot of changes for me going on. So uh, it will be interesting to kind of see how everything plays out. But I'm going to take a couple of weeks. Uh, and I'm going to try to uh, work all those things out. So I won't hear, I, I, you won't hear from me for a couple weeks. I'll pick back up um, at the first of the year. Uh, again, there may be one that releases not next week, but the next. And if it does, um, that'll be great. It'll be bonus content. Well, all right. So we've kind of had a sort of a theme, but I, I will say that this is a theme for the therapy that goes on in my office for sure. Um, but this theme that we're kind of talking about is your emotional uh, well-being, but how emotions play into behavior. That's kind of what we've been talking a little bit about. Um, I want to kind of expand that a little bit today. Uh, I want to talk to you about, well, it's going to start with a quote here in a minute from uh, Dr. William Glasser. Dr. William Glasser is the founder of reality theory or choice theory uh, of counseling. What those counseling methods do is it kind of allows you to see how behavior is controlled by emotions. You know, beyond that, I will say that kind of the there are some, I guess, basic tenets of choice theory. Um, I'll kind of go over them now. All right. So choice theory says this. All we do is behave. So we are a product of our behavior. All almost all behavior is chosen. Okay, and that we're going to talk more about that today for sure. But this, the first one, it says that all behave, almost all behavior is chosen, and that we are driven by our genes. So genetically, we are driven to satisfy five basic needs: survival, love and belonging, power, freedom, and fun. Okay, so these are five basic needs. Choice theory says that we. The reason we behave at all is to is because genetically we are coded to find ways to fulfill these five aspects. Okay, um, I've talked about five aspects of life before. Kind of plays into this a little bit. It is different than what I've talked about before, uh, but just remember uh, the five things that we satisfied. We're, we're supposed to satisfy genetically. We are driven genetically to satisfy um, survival, love, and belonging. 
power, freedom, and fun. All right. I'm going to spend a lot of time, the entire time that I do this podcast, talking about love and belonging because those are two things that have to co- they have to be a part of your life in some respect for you to be fulfilled as a person. And so we're going to spend a lot more time talking about that. But and I think to be honest, uh, even even Dr. Glasser himself would probably tell you love and belonging was most likely um, the most important of those lists. Uh, survival, of course, has to be worked on or there's no point in loving. But I think that love is probably the most important after survival. All right, so let's kind of dig into exactly what I want to talk about this week, all right? And I'm going to present this as a quote. This is from Dr. Glasser himself. Uh, if you if you're interested in reading more about Glasser, and I really encourage you to read more about Glasser, uh, Dr. Glasser has a book called Choice Theory, uh, and it kind of runs you through different scenarios and teaches you how to kind of use this in your life to benefit you and so that you don't have so many kind of rocky places maybe, or if you do have rocky places emotionally, you're able to kind of get yourself through them without any kind of struggle, okay? All right, so here's the quote. You ready? It is almost impossible for anyone, even the most ineffective among us, to continue to choose misery after becoming aware that it is a choice. All right, I'm going to read it one more time. It is almost impossible for anyone, even the most ineffective among us, to choose misery, to continue to choose misery, after becoming aware that it is a choice. All right, so I want you to take a minute to think about that. Maybe pause the podcast for a second or two, maybe 30 seconds. And I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what you think. What is the emotion that comes up when somebody says, misery is a choice? All right, what are, what are the emotions? What are the thoughts that come to mind first? Right off the top of your head, what are the emotions? What are the thoughts when somebody tries to tell you that uh, behavior is a choice, misery is a choice, okay? So pause now, think about that, and then come back, all right? Well, all right, so I hope that you, you did take a minute to think about that, and I, and I hope you've collected kind of your thoughts. And so I think I can address most of what you probably thought um, without even knowing, <laughs> because I hear this a lot. I use this quote a lot in my therapy, so I hear the questions about this and how this works, I hear this a lot. So I'm going to cover some of the things that, to talk about. We're going to break this quote down and look at it at its core, okay? All right, so the first thing that we need to talk about is it's impossible for anyone, even the most effect, ineffective among us. What he's saying is not even somebody who is highly ineffective in most of life, somebody who just can't barely make decisions for themselves, would choose to continue in their misery once they realize they can choose something different, that's I've altered the quote there to kind of help you. So what we're saying is that misery is, is sometimes a byproduct of what goes on in your life, but you're in control of how you feel about everything that goes on, all right? So if, you're, if you feel miserable, then you feel miserable because you chose to feel miserable, Now, one thing we need to note right off the top is that it's okay to choose misery. It is okay to feel miserable. Sometimes life throws things at you that that are just absolutely terrible. Sometimes you want to feel bad. You want to feel sad. That's okay. 
It's okay to feel however you want to feel whenever you feel it. The, the problem becomes, or it's not really a problem unless it is a problem, I guess, but the, the, the issue becomes when you are, you are feeling or behaving a certain way and you don't want to feel that way, but you continue in it. I'm going to show you, I'm going to try to explain to you how you can choose something different for yourself no matter what your situation is, okay? Now, this is all behavioral, so that means if something bad in your life happens, you still get to choose how you feel about it. It might not be easy, but you can choose it. For instance, let's say you go home tonight, heaven forbid this happens, but let's say you go home tonight, your spouse uh, is with uh, somebody else in your bed. Um, you get to decide how to feel about that. I'm going to guess that the first emotion right off the right off the top is going to be anger, which is probably driven by a lack of respect because anger is secondary. Probably going to be a lack of respect. Uh, there's a lot of trust that was just broken, so you're angry about those things. Uh, but here's the deal: you chose to feel those way that to feel those emotions. You chose that. You could have chosen to look at it, see what was happening, and decide, huh, I guess I'm just going to pack my bags and go. There's no sense in me wasting any time here. Now, listen, I know you want to reach through the computer or your phone or your speaker and, and hit me. This isn't easy, and this is not something that you're going to learn to do overnight. And, and maybe, maybe it's an appropriate response to be angry and to want to... Uh, feel disrespected and feel like trust is broken and feel hurt by your spouse cheating on you. That might be the healthier option, to be honest. But what we don't want to do is feel those emotions and then behave a certain way because of the emotions we feel instead of controlling our behavior, choosing to feel the emotion, but then also being in control of when we stop feeling that emotion and decide that we want to live a different way. Okay, because remember, so I, I, I was going to talk about this in a later podcast, and I think I'll probably kind of incorporate some of what I was going to talk about into this one. But I want to, I want you to kind of this is an REBT model of behavior, and we'll talk more about REBT in other episodes. But I'll, the first thing I want you to I want you to see is that you know we have an activating event like you walking in on your spouse with somebody else now. CBT, a cognitive behavior, would kind of teach that you've got an activating event, and then there's the behavior that becomes from it, and then you have consequences because of that behavior. Well, REBT sort of, which is Albert Ellis, not Glasser, but uh, REBT kind of teaches in a roundabout way that there's an activating event, there's an emotion, and the emotion is what drives the behavior and also sometimes the consequence. So that's how I'm going to operate, the mode of operation. I'm an emotionally focused therapist, which means that I believe all emotions are driven off of behavior, among other things, but uh, not, not, not other things for behavior. What I meant by that was that I believe that, among some other things, is what emotionally focused therapist means. Um, but I truly believe that our emotions are driven off of behavior. I'm, I'm sorry, our behaviors are driven off of emotion. So we feel an emotion and then we have a behavior because of the emotion and what that, and so you, because of the emotion that you feel and how well you've processed this emotion and understand it inside yourself will indicate what your behavior will be. All right. That's kind of off topic a little bit, but I want you to see that this choice, this choice of being able to choose something other than misery 
has something to do with your emotional IQ or your emotional wellness as well. Because when you're emotionally healthy, you're able to make decisions and, and, and act in a certain way that does not, um, is not from an emotional standpoint. You're not acting out the emotion. You're choosing a behavior based on the fact you need to choose this behavior for the situation. All right, so that's kind of confusing. I hope you followed along with that, but we're going to kind of continue down this misery. So when your emotional IQ is up and you're emotionally aware of yourself, you choose to choose to feel something other than misery only because the emotion that you're feeling, you know how to process. You know how to get rid of the, the, the emotion, not get rid of it. You know how to feel that emotion and have it not affect the way that you behave or who becoming somebody you don't want to be. Okay. So misery is a choice. Something happens like the spouse thing. You choose misery. Let's say it's something smaller. Let's say you wake up and for some reason you didn't realize that some checks were clearing. You have no money in the bank when you wake up. That's a miserable position. You can choose to let that affect the rest of your day and you act a certain way towards everybody in your life because you're choosing to be a miserable to be miserable in that moment. But what you could do is find solutions for it, change the way that you think that you're going to feel, say you're going to be more positive about it, help the brain to rewire some synapses that say, I want to be positive about this rather than negative, and then face the world a different way. And I promise the world will respond quite differently to you when you can face the world in adversity and you can face it with a positive attitude and not being miserable all the time about things. Because you're choosing to be miserable does not mean that you have to allow that to affect your behaviorally and outward appearance, affect you behaviorally or the outward way you behave towards people. You can choose to feel a certain way. Okay. The other thing about choice and, and how you feel, uh, because people feel like they are driven by other people, other people make them feel certain ways. Nobody can make you feel a certain way. I know I've said that before, but it bears repeating in this episode. You, you are, you, you don't have to be affected by anybody else. You allow other people to make you feel certain ways. Okay. You're allowing it. When that happens, when you feel a certain way because somebody said something, please start reframing that and telling yourself, I'm choosing to feel this way. It's okay. However it is you feel, that's fine. But you need to understand that it's not just, it didn't just happen. You're choosing these emotions. Once we realize that there's a choice here, we can stop being affected by so many things in our lives that we don't want to be affected by. Your mother-in-law, your mother makes some joke about the shoes you're wearing or the t-shirt you're wearing. Um, you get to choose how you respond to that. You get to choose how you feel about that, okay? Uh, the reason I brought that up was I was going through some clothes this last week and I saw this shirt uh, that was kind of in the bottom of a, a hamper and I pulled it out and I hadn't worn it in a long time. Uh, and I, I showed my wife this shirt and I said, hey, uh, do you know what this shirt is? Um, and, and for me, you can tell how much of an impression this moment had on me um, because I still remember this to this day. But I, I showed the shirt and my wife said, my wife said, yes, isn't that the birthing shirt that you wore on the hospital? I still can't believe you didn't iron it. So 
so my daughter was born. We drove to the hospital. I threw some clothes on. Um, the shirt that I put on was not iron, so it was pretty wrinkly, I guess. I didn't notice at the time. I, actually, I didn't really notice ever. Um, but well, the first thing that my mother said to me when she saw me at the hospital, probably after after our daughter was even born, was, you know, she said, I can't believe you wore that shirt today. So <laughs> I could have allowed that to affect me in some way that could have taken the pleasure out of that day that I had. It was a great day for us. We had, you know, our daughter was born. I could have allowed that to affect me. Um, in a negative way that took took away my pleasure, and I could have behaved a certain way um, because of it, but I didn't. Number one, because I just don't. It's, it, what I wear has no effect on my personal well-being, so I've already kind of worked through a lot of those emotions. But otherwise, I just didn't want anything to steal that day away from me. So my shirt I was wearing did not matter. And so this is how this is the kind of life you live. Like we laugh about it now because that was the first thing that was said to me when somebody very important to me, you know, saw me. And so, you know, why they chose to do that, who knows? But I can say that it's it, it has a last, lasting impression for us because it was just a funny moment, but it could have been very different. If I hadn't processed the emotions behind how I, my appearance and the need to always look good or look perfect or look a certain way, if I hadn't worked through those emotions and those thoughts years ago, that moment could have stolen all of my joy out of that day. And what a day that would have been ruined, right? Like that's the last day on earth that you want ruined for yourself. So no matter what happens in life, you do not, you get to choose how you act about it. You get to choose how you feel about it, how it affects you. You get to choose the behavior that you have if you've processed the emotion. Now, what I'm trying to get at in this, this little part here about the emotion and behavior is you are choosing the behavior because you're choosing how you're processing the emotion. Once you've processed the emotion in a way that's healthy, your behaviors are all your, your choice, not the emotions choice, okay? Well, that's kind of a lot to take in. And again, I'm here at this this 20-minute mark that I kind of try to keep my podcast at so they're easy to digest. Um, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you downloading the podcast this week. Uh, I still uh, have a couple spots open for sponsorship at the beginning of the year. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, please let me know. Uh, I'll give you all the information via email. Um, you know, however you get in touch with me is fine. Um, but please let me know if you if you're a practice out there, a group practice, and you kind of want to um, advertise. Let me know, and I'll kind of I'll hook you up with a sponsorship, and we'll talk about that more. Uh, anybody else that wants to sponsor as well, if you're an individual practitioner. It uh, doesn't matter if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast and reaching high, uh, the numbers are hard on podcasts, but roughly about, what well, I don't know, there's probably roughly two, 3000 downloads a month. Um, so if you, uh, if you're interested in kind of that kind of impact or that kind of reach, I know it's small compared to thousands of other podcasts out there, but again, for a small little podcast, uh, about mental health. I'm happy with those numbers. So uh, if you want to sponsor that, that'd be great. If you want to help support this podcast, if you want to hear more episodes, if you want to hear me bring in people to talk to different specialties, if you want to hear about all of those things, please find a way to sponsor the podcast. There's several ways to do that. One, Get on your social media and tell people about the podcast. Point them to the website. Point them to a link to the iTunes page, okay? Find some way to let people know about the podcast if you if you enjoy it. 
Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please go on iTunes or Google Play Store and give me a review. Let me know how I'm doing. Tell everybody else how much you've enjoyed the podcast. Tell everybody how much it's meant to you. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want to. But please uh, leave me a review on iTunes and the Google Play Store. It helps me get more recognized on the Play Store altogether. Um, and so that's a great thing. So please do that if you can. The last way to help uh, to help this podcast out is if you want to hear more and you want me to see me do more with the podcast, maybe add some video features here and there. Uh, I'm going to need I need support. I need support to do that financially. Um, and if you're able to uh, support the podcast financially, it would mean the world to me. Um, so you can do that. You can support financially through a website called Patreon. That's p a t r e o n dot com forward slash simply mental. And on that website, it's set up for creators. That's what this website does. Uh, so if you go on the website, you can become a sponsor of the podcast, and you give some money, uh, some money every single month um, to support the podcast. Uh, I appreciate all the supporters out there; they mean the world to me. Um, if you want to support and you're able to support financially as well, that would be fantastic. Um, go to the Patreon website; there'll be links in the show description. Um, so go to the Patreon. You can donate as little as a dollar a month, all the way up to however much a month you want to donate. Um, that just helps support the podcast, keeps it uh, up, keeps it ready to download um, every week. And again, if I can get enough support, the beginning of the year, I'm going to start doing some interviews uh, with other practitioners and people in different specialties. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you listening. It's been a blast. I hope you've got some enjoyment out of this podcast. Contact me if you need something. My email is chris at simplymental.net. I'm on Twitter at HSV Counselor. Uh, please reach out to me. Let me know what's going on. Tell me you don't like it. You do like it. Whatever you want to do, please reach out and touch and contact me. I love hearing from all the listeners. I really appreciate all the listeners that are um, reaching out to me and telling me that they're enjoying what they hear. It's encouraging. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye, friends. This has been the Simply Mental Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I want to remind everybody that the information shared in this podcast is not meant to replace the information from a professional. So if you need a professional, please be sure to reach out and find a professional in your area. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes and also rate in iTunes. We'll see you next time.